Welcome to my cozy crypt. Welcome to the Crypt Keeper's Coffin, a Tales from the Crypt retrospective brought to you by Bat and Spider. Episode 20. She's got day Lower birth. <laughs> Highly inappropriate, Chuck. But That's, I tell you what, Kim Carnes is in me. I was just gonna ask who tonight. Who was the artist that recorded that track? It's Kim Carnes. There you go. Have you ever listened to the rest of the album? <laughs> no, I haven't. I I think I want to. Well, I'm gonna give you a little homework after we record tonight. I want to I want a full report on what the whole album sounds like. Kim Carnes. There's Thank maybe you, there's some more bangers. You never know. There could be. She's got Crip Keeper eyes. Is that like probably on there? I feel like that's got to be like a karaoke staple, right? Yeah, it's probably yeah, it's it's probably like sacred amongst the karaoke elite. Mm. The um or on the on the other hand, like Kim Carnes is a big joke. Like oh Betty, she, yeah, he's, she's doing Betty Davis night. Like big surprise. Yeah. Well, that, it reminds. It's not the same song, but. Uh, years ago, I used to go to a karaoke at this small bar in this tiny town. And every week, the same kind of sad barfly lady would get up and sing Black Velvet every week. <laughs> oh, fail. Yeah. And it was just, you know, I don't know. Maybe she was doing fine, but, she, you know, she didn't look happy. Um, oh. And it was like, you know, she's pouring her heart out singing the song every week. And it's just like, you know, it's endearing, but it's also like, damn. She's got she's got a heartbreak inside of her. I know it. Was it? Um, was she at the bar by herself always too? Oh, like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, she was always by herself. Yeah, yeah. black velvet in that little boy smile. <laughs> Would you get up and sing? <laughs> I, I I sang a few times, a little bit. Yeah, that's that's cool. That's cool. I was never comfortable with it. Yeah, that's for sure. I I was never comfortable enough with it, and then I got, I think I got up once. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was I went with my friend Sue and and my friend Ben, and um, you know once I got up there, I was like Mike Hoare, <laughs> like I turned into this thing <laughs> yeah. where I didn't want to get down oh, from the stage. Mama. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I saw I sung like that. Uh, oh God, the um, one of the songs from the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack, which is totally <laughs> out of my league. The the trick is to find a song that fits your voice, right? Like, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know enough back then for sure. I think I, I ended my 
karaoke career because I remember, I still remember the last song I sang because it was not a good idea. I sang Michael Jackson's yeah. PYT and I just Oh, couldn't. yeah. I mean, right. you can hear my voice. That's what happens. Like, what am I, right. what, what business do I have doing trying to sing a Michael Jackson song? Right. Right. And, and then you spend decades <laughs> after thinking about, yeah. like thinking about that one song that you would get up there and oh, yeah, sing yeah. if you, you ever, yep. Thinking in, you know, like 10 seconds in thinking, man, I'm killing it. This is great. But then 15 seconds in realizing I'm not killing <laughs> yeah, it. This sucks. Like, and I've got right, the song, three minutes like the to go. the real work hasn't started yet. <laughs> yeah. That's the other thing that I'll tell you about karaoke is these songs... When you're singing them, they get longer. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> like uh, you're doing the whole thing. It's not oh, yeah. people are staring at you for the insane, that nah. amount of time. I, if there was an option to just do one verse and one chorus, I might go to that karaoke party. Um, Dale. Yeah. Uh, so, if you're still with us, dear listener, it's Saturday night and you are here to listen to us talk about Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. And this week, we're talking about an episode called Lower Birth. Mm. And this is a very special episode, might I say. Uh, it, it, it is. It's the, it's the origin of our dear Crypt Keeper. And I like, I was like, th okay, this has to be like one of the two or three episodes that didn't come from the comics. Because this is so silly and ridiculous. But sure enough, yeah. I looked it up. It's in a comic. Well. Surprisingly. I'm, I'm very surprised to hear yeah. that. These guys, these EC guys, you know, they, they were, you know, they're pumping out three stories an issue over like four or five magazines at the same time. Yeah. They, they probably did every idea under the sun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. I, I wonder if there was origins for, I mean, there was more than just the Crypt Keeper, right? There was uh, the Witch Finder. The Old Witch and mm. the other guy. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, who knows? The snake man? Um, is that one of them? Snake, the snake uh, charmer. Yeah. Everyone knows the uh, snake charmer from Vault of Horror. <laughs> and what we have here is, uh, oh, this is directed by Kevin Yaher. Yeah. And another Fred Decker penned episode. Yeah. Does, uh, does he have the most Tales from the Crypts credits, Fred Decker? No doubt in my mind, that guy was productive. Yeah. Yeah, what we have here, I think, I want to say that maybe we got a little little bit of reused set here. Um, mm, yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, we're big fans of reused set sets around here, so. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, do you think, which episode, the um, the uh, carnival one where the guy. The guy had nine lives. Yeah, 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 that one, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, yeah, he would kill himself on st uh, at the carnival and then, yeah. Yeah. Come back to life. I want to believe that maybe there's some crossover. Yeah. Maybe. This one was pretty, uh, the set piece was pretty big considering uh, most of it only took place in one or two spots. But when the camera pulled away, you know, they put a lot of effort into making it seem like, you know, a 1920s I, street fair. I was a big fan of the art direction in this and the way they shot it. It was, the cameraman knew what he was doing when he was shooting these sets and... And they filled it up with lots yeah. of smoke and stuff and ambiance. It was yeah, the effective. I mean, it's like what turn of the century, like fair car traveling carnival sideshow mm -hmm. type thing. That's the yeah. You still had like your uh, your wagons, your pulled yeah. wagons, but there was also electricity, and so it was around that time. Yeah, steampunk era, right? 
Exactly. Yeah. So, so this, so this, this is, it's the origin of the Crypt Keeper. Um, and what we get is a story about a sideshow freak named Enoch, who's a two-faced man. Reminds me a little bit of Belial from uh, our beloved uh, uh, Basket Case. <laughs> same kind of style, yeah. uh, rubber face, <laughs> jagged teeth. Same kind of, same kind of style. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, and so he's like, you know, he's in a cage. He, the whole world laughs at him or thinks he's gross. Uh, and he's like owned by this creep who mm. makes money off him by selling him to the the owner of the carnival, blah, blah, blah. And they, you know, they think he's going to die soon. And all of a sudden this, um, this like guy who he keeps calling himself a doctor, but he's just like a gambler shit bag with a nice suit. He comes to town. He, he, he overhears that this guy's sob story and he offers him a proposition. He's like 60, 40 split. I've got a, I just happen to have an Egyptian mummy in my trailer here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you can sell it to the carnival as a set, as a, as a new sideshow. We'll split the, the money. And her name was Myrna, Myrna the mummy, Egyptian mm-hmm. slave girl, I guess. And basically what happens is uh, our two-faced boy, Enoch, he, he falls in love with this mummy. And they abscond. Yeah. And we'll, uh, we'll get to. Uh... They do. Wait, is that the right word? Abscond? I think so, and in, in a in a they steal away in the, the night, way. right? They do, yeah. Uh, whether Myrna knows is aware of it or not, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I can't. I but Enoch tell. is certainly taken taken back. Yeah, yeah. So God, but yeah, I was like, no matter if this was like ended up being entertaining at all, I was completely entertained with the sets. I was just like, I love this world they built. They did a really good job shooting it. I'm I'm on board. You know. Whatever. Com- completely. <laughs> uh, it was it was great. Um, just everything looked, I don't know, it just looked used and, yeah. and old world, right? It used, it looked like it was part of something, maybe a, a traveling roadshow or something. It was very good. And, you know, they went as so far as to ensure that the, um, the walkways were all dirt paths yeah. and stuff like that, even though I'm pretty sure it's all on a soundstage somewhere. Um, and the, the little like backstage areas where the sideshow people would, uh, live and travel in the meantime and stuff. Yeah. What a great vibe that this, that, that this episode gave off. So awesome. For and, sure. And all the costumes and, and I know, and like, there were no actors that I really recognized in this, which I think kind of helped. Like it was just like a blank mm-hmm. slate. It was like watching like a, a real, you know, reading a Tales from the Crypt comic, like without like assigning whatever associations I have with actors, you know, it was cool to just have like just talented people that I didn't recognize, you know, doing, yeah. Doing this turn of the century carnival stuff. Yeah. And the, and the carnival Barker, like the head thing, he would go through and show all the exhibits, like the littles, which is like a small family. <laughs> what else was there? Um, there was uh it, there was, um, there was like a 450 pound woman. Ah, so, you know, she was, a, yeah. <laughs> she was a freak, you know, <laughs> Uh, Back then, and she, and I imagine I, that was like, that was a talent. Yeah. 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 And uh, I liked they, you know, some of the vibes that the camera, camera trickery mm-hmm. was trying to do for her, you know, like this, like zoom in, but like pull back, you know, just to make her like at least a little bit leery yeah, and yeah. scary for the kids <laughs> in the front row. She was just sitting in a rocking chair and being 450 pounds, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah, the littles, they lived in a shoebox, but 
like cl- I mean clearly they were bigger than that which is yeah. which I think was great because that's the kind of um stuff you get when you go into a sideshow attraction yeah. and it's not really quite ever what they say it is but you're still taken by it anyway so these littles you know they he said that they lived in a shoebox but really they didn't they were bigger than that but it was it was cool that um that's totally. what got them in the door yeah know? and enoch the two-faced boy god so uh, good. was very yeah he was he was great i mean the 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 effects on the second face was very well done. The the lips kept moving yeah. on the second face, which is uh, I was impressed by. Was really lips. cool. Yeah, I was like, wait, oh, oh, oh are they even gonna have it, the other face moving? I was like, yes, they do. <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he was great. He would always like kind of like put his hand over his his like second face, like trying to shield. It. Yeah, he was also like it was heartbreaking because he was like totally just mentally ravaged by his like his owner and just like totally scarred from being a, a sideshow freak. <laughs> and, I, yeah, like, exactly. He had no joy in his life. He was just like, just a scared dude in a cage with two faces. Uh-huh. It was, it was rough. Um, the actor and, and the way it, it was told, the story was told Enoch did a very good job of um, communicating with the audience that, he was very with it. He had all his faculties. You know, he just looked the part. Yeah. And, you know, he couldn't really talk that well. So, he's just miserable. You could tell it's like, uh, you know, like uh, an SPCA commercial. Like, yeah. he just had it really rough. And uh, he couldn't ever catch a break. And, uh, you know, his he got whipped when he tried to get out of his cage. And he was kept in a cage with, like, newspaper on the floor and stuff yeah. like that. It was just <laughs> it was crazy. That just, sorry, when you said that SPCA, like, I just imagined having one of those like sad like adopt a, a dog commercial but with sideshow <laughs> <Yeah>. freaks <laughs> it's like you too can give a home <laughs> to a two-headed boy right <laughs> in your name <laughs> um adopt in your name <laughs> yeah so yeah and his owner this guy real piece of work just like his like the owner of the carnival knows that Enoch has like, he has like heart troubles or something like the doctor visited and it's like, Hey, you're going to, you know, he's going to die soon probably. And so he knows his meal ticket is gone. The, uh, the uh, owner of the carnival's like turning the screws on him. And like immediately yeah. after that, the, uh, Enoch's like handler, whatever he's called, just like goes to beat, beat him. Cause he's like, he's having anxiety about where he's going to get yeah. his next paycheck. So he just takes it out on Enoch by hitting up, beating him. It's horrible. <laughs> And Enoch, he didn't do anything. No, yeah. It was just like, you know? Yeah. I'm feeling bad, so you're going to hurt. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, it sucked. Yeah. And uh, so Dr. Klinger, is that his name? Klinger? Yeah, something like that. Is that from MASH? He was the, like, the de facto leader of, like, the Sisters of Mercy in Shawshank. (laughs) Yeah. I I had to do some research. He looked super familiar. Oh, you you did recognize him. Yeah. He was so good in this. He was so charismatic in this role yeah so good and i just it i was transported to 1900 just thinking how you know there's no paper trails Mm -mm. there's no like he steals a mummy from the birth of a boat you know that was getting unloaded and then he goes to the sideshow this traveling sideshow and is like you know uh i i'll give this to you you show it off and give me 60 percent or whatever and you can you can get yours too 
that's that's it. There's no like paying the government. There's no pay, you know, yeah. them taking their tithe. This 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 guy's got a dynamite suit. He's got a way to uh, with words, and he knows how to prey on people who, um, you know, aren't that smart. He talks in that he's so got he goes that to, mid-Atlantic accent that nobody seems to have anymore, you know? Yeah. So good. And uh, he's he just, you know, he's like, you display this. So, I mean, I, you know, it's I'm, I'm like agitated, but <laughs> just go. Just, like, it's it's a sideshow attraction yeah. times 100. Like, maybe at the county fair, you still see it. You know, I remember you, like at certain fairs and stuff when I was a kid mm. or a teenager, they still might exist. But nowadays it's like, you know, the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum in Atlantic City or, yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that. It's probably even so more specialized of a place you got to go. Yeah. Um, but back then, this dude, it wasn't his mummy. He stole it. And <laughs> yeah. he's just like renting it to a guy <laughs> who works at the, the, the you know, so. Oh, and we should say there's a there's a big scarab jewel around the mummy's neck yeah that when the when the guy sees it he's like oh what about the uh, jewels there and he's like what about the jewels oh completely worthless mr sickles a mere prop <laughs> um but of course this is tales from the crypt anytime you see right. some crazy jewels around somebody's neck there's a curse on it Definitely. especially we've, a mummy's neck <laughs> yeah we have been privy to that been, multiple times yeah we've already. been down this road before <laughs> So they show this off and somehow this mummy becomes a hit. It's bringing all the boys mm -hmm. to the yard, oh, yeah. this mummy's milkshake. It's raking in the dough and backstage Enoch gets to, to spend some time gazing upon Myrna. Myrna yeah. And he's genuinely in love. Like it brings him moments of peace that you can physically see on his face. Yeah. It was great. It was lovely. It was like, it was. oh, here, you know, my life. There's just, you know, maybe he got some hope and he's like, oh my God, this person yeah. that isn't even alive, I, I just have this connection with. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the world's That's not so bad for these little- Right. Maybe spurts. it's worth all this trouble that I yeah. have to deal with. Some Here's some beauty I can gaze on. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> then uh, the owner, Enoch's owner, God, I hate to call him that. What's his I dumb- I know. I don't even know if he had a name that- I mean, he, I'm sure he did. Mr. Sickles. Ah, oh, that's it. Mr. Sickles. Great name. It is a great name, especially when a Dr. Kling says it. Yeah, Sickles. Uh, but he, he um, gets, he figures, he get, he finds a, he gets a newspaper and figures out the mummy was stolen. He's in Carrie. Oh, really? Yeah, it's Mr. Morton. Hmm. Um, yeah, so he's, he's, uh, he reaches into Enoch's cage and sees part of Enoch's bedding <laughs> is a newspaper <laughs> article that's like, you know, mummy stolen from New Orleans Museum. Yeah. So he's like, oh boy. He goes to Klinger, who's playing cards with the yeah. littles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, he's take, just taking it wherever yeah. he can get it. <laughs> and he accuses, obviously, Klinger. Yeah. He's like, you know, obviously this, this business deal isn't only up and up mm -hmm. to begin with, but. Uh, you know, pretty soon there's going to be some 5-0 yeah. closing in on this thing because, you know, reputation of this mummy is going to get around. Yeah. So, yeah. So he accuses them and then they like kind of have an argument. And for some reason, Sickles has like a, a these pruning shears in his hand. And I think just in the heat of passion, he, he shoves them into the doctor's torso. <laughs> Man. I can't, I can't imagine in situations like that, it's always, you know, uh, by accident, yeah. somebody just comes up on you, but how 
how hard you have to be holding these shears in your hand for them to penetrate. Yeah, to go like you know six inches in to his stomach, like right. geez, and the, and they don't just knock you the shears out of your hand, yeah. the person's stomach, but you shove it in there. Oh, so he he murders Mister Klinger. Yeah, and he's just like that. Yeah, and uh, but oh, but before that, Mister Klinger's like you know he confronts him about the 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 jewel necklace again, and he's like, you can't take it off or you'll be castrated. <laughs> you mean? Whoever takes the family jewels loses theirs. Thanks. I'll take my chance. (laughs) Straight up. He's like, I, when I got the mummy, I hired a guy to take the necklace off and he was castrated like right after. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But that little tidbit came. Yeah. But Sickles, you know, he doesn't give it S even though he's holding a pruning shears. He kills the guy and. I guess he panics. He's like, all right, I just got to get, I'm going to frame Enoch, open his cage like he escaped, put the pruning shears down like he killed the guy. I'm going to get this necklace and hightail it out of here. Sick. Yeah. Perfect crime. It doesn't go well (laughs) for him. He shouldn't have opened Enoch's cage and put the pruning shears in before he got the necklace. Right? (laughs) Uh, Because... He grabs the necklace, we see the mummy's eyes open, and then Enoch, I think it's Enoch, right? He picks up the pruning shears. They don't really show who it does it, but- Oh, it's Enoch, it's, It is He's, Enoch, yeah, yeah. That's what I figured. Um, and he uh, cuts his stuff off. But like, in a, not in a, what is it, perpendicular way? Yeah. He's like, he, he sh- like if I'm, if I'm standing there <laughs> pointing north, yeah. as it were- yeah. And Enoch comes at me straight ahead with the shears and like shut yeah. and clips that way. Yeah. Like not clean off, but like in and then snip in and snip. There's no fun way to, to no, do there's, that. You're right. Yeah. I didn't even have to describe it. It was. I liked it though. Thank you. And uh, yeah. So dude <laughs> he got castrated. Yeah. And it, that, as the, the old mummy's curse goes. Is that the last we see of Sickles? I feel like they don't. Uh, no. They, oh, it's not. Um, it's not because all that goes down ten minutes before showtime. Oh, that's right. And yeah. the, the carnival barker's out in front of the curtain. He's like, "So, all right, our final two attractions. First, let's take a look at the Two Faced Boy." Blah, blah, mm-hmm. Pulls open the curtain and Enoch's it not in his cage, and you know everybody feels slighted. So he's like, "All right, don't leave. We still have Myrna the Mummy." And uh, they, you know, spotlight on Myrna the mummy, pull the curtain back, and then there's Mr. Sickles dead in the, the sarcophagi <laughs> yeah, of Myrna. There's no mummy. <laughs> there's just a dead man with yeah. shears sticking out of the gullet. Yeah. Great shot. I forgot about that. That was awesome. And the cult crowd is like, <gasps> like they're like, oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. They, they got their money's worth, Dale. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Five cents. Worth it to not see the two-headed boy to see a, a, a dead man <laughs> in a sarcophagus. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, how unsettled would you be after that? You would t- wow. go home if your family wow. saw that. That's what the carnival yeah. is, man. That's 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 sideshow life. Yeah. You know? That's sideshow life. Did you ever watch Carnival on HBO? Uh, I, I probably saw like one or two episodes, but this episode, like that immediately shot in my head. I was like, man, I kind of want to go watch that. And it, my friend Ryan, right? that was like their favorite show for a long time. And Yeah. Um, what was it? Was it Showtime? Cinemax? It was HBO. Oh, that was HBO too. Oh. Maybe they used yeah. the set on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they might. Maybe they did. It's just in storage yeah. for ten years until Carnival came out. 
Yeah. So I, then we we cut to one year later. We get a one year later, John. Yeah. In a twenty seven episode, a twenty seven minute episode. <laughs> <laughs> one year later, and the the nineteen hundreds sheriff. Yeah. Came comes up to Mister Feely, the Carnival Barker, and basically in in conversation says, you know, it's been a year. Remember last year you were here. You had that bit of a mess on your hands. Some well, we found something. Yeah. And Feely's like, yeah, I never got my sideshow attractions back. Yeah, he was pissed still. He was. He was pissed. <laughs> so the sheriff's like, you might want to come with us. Mm-hmm. And another great set piece oh my. dedicated to this episode, this whole cave system. Yeah. Which, I mean, yeah, we'll get we'll get to what I, the conclusion, I think, of what that cave system is. Oh. I think. But anyway. Okay. He brings them to this cave, and they go down this hole in the ground, go to this cave, and there's like, so obviously people living there. There's like a table with like cups and stuff on it, and then they pan over to a, this alcove, and there's Enoch spooning with Myrna, the mummy. Yeah. <laughs> and they're She's just well intact. Just she asleep. didn't fall apart. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then it just like kind of like, I guess they didn't have like a way to like. <laughs> Like yeah, organically yeah. show this part. So they just it's, did like a sort of like pan through the wall into another cave room, and we get a baby crypt keeper with like big cute cheeks, but still like the nose chopped off. <laughs> yeah, goo goo gaga. So it it was like it literally looked like um shit what's his name and from total recall that stomach oh yeah puppet. yeah 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 it looks like it that. looked like that yeah. the eyes and and the way the cheeks and mouth moved. totally um they just like <laughs> carved the nose out for this yeah. i mean the the nose was like skeletal nose yeah. and like long blondish kind of hair but he still had that crypt keeper skin color yeah. totally blew expectations of i know it it worked. The crypt keeper. Yeah, I was like, yeah. It, there's no da- there's no denying that's the crypt keeper as a baby. Yeah. Good job, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, depending on your camp, before this episode, there was no camp. The crypt keeper was a crypt keeper. Now you could be in the camp that, well, the crypt keeper was a person, yeah. and then just never died and grew leathery and yeah. wiry hair and gaunt and nose fell off. But now. We have a Crypt Keeper baby who looks like an adult Crypt Keeper just with chubby. Totally. Hasn't, so, two different camps that I just invented. I always thought the Crypt Keeper in the show was like a zombie or something. Like, uh, you know, yeah. someone who had died was dead for a few years and then was brought back to life. That's why he looks the way right, he to, does. He's like rotted. To spread his shamanistic stories yeah. <laughs> to, to masses. Which is different from... The Crypt Keeper in the comic just looks like an ugly dude with long hair. Like, he's not rotting at all. He's, he's pink. His skin is still pink. Right. Yeah. Oh, but my theory about this cave system is that this is, later on, the Crypt Keeper's house was built above that. And that is, in the <sighs> beginning of the episode, we go down the uh, stairs into the basement, and th- maybe that's the cave system. I don't know. That was what I was thinking, like, why it was in a cave. But Yeah. Once again, I might be reaching again. <laughs> Yeah, no. I don't know. It's possible. Um, I like that. Yeah. I like that bit, that story. I mean, so that's two episodes in a row. We get meta with Tales from the Crypt in a way. The Crypt Keeper origin. 
I wonder if we get meta in any more episodes or is that it? I know. Why I Why were these back to back? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'd think they could have spread these weird meta ones apart. It just hits kind of hard, yeah. you know? Comparing the um, the comic story of this, I, I do wish they had used the designs for Enoch and the mummy in the comic because they look... So in the comic, Enoch lives in like a, a giant like fish tank, like a big glass filled with water. I don't know why. <laughs> Oh, it's it's like formaldehyde, I guess. I don't know, but he's he oh. he has two whole separate heads, and he's like green and looks kind of Frankensteinish. Um, well, and the mummy is a lot more like super wrapped up in bandages, and they take off her face bandages, and she's like a lot more rotted and like purple with like a cobra snake on her head. <laughs> oh yeah, good stuff. Yeah, the cl- the classic. Yeah, she looks gross, really good, but. That's a that's a small complaint, but uh, right. otherwise it it seems like it was pretty close. The story, wow, but yeah, cool. There you go. What an episode! My gosh, yeah, what a great up. What's on uh, the docket for next time, Daily? Well, next episode Daily. is at <laughs> <laughs> next episode we have uh, an episode titled "Mute Witness to Murder." Mm. Young woman Susie looks out of the window of her apartment and witnesses a man murdering a woman in the apartment directly across from hers. Susie is so traumatized by what she sees that she's rendered mute. Susie is placed in the care of Dr. Trask, who, alas, turns out to be the man man who committed the murder she witnessed. Jeez, that's a heck of a synopsis. That's just like a spoiler. I know. I feel like I watched it already. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this sounds more like a thriller um, uh, episode. It does. A crime story. This episode d- d- directed by Jim Simpson, who is the husband of Sigourney Weaver. Hmm. No kidding. Only other directing credit is uh, a, a movie in 2002 titled The Guys. Hmm. Assistant director on Spice World. Oh. Got some names in the biz. Patricia Clarkson. Who is that? Is it the mom from Malcolm Who's in the Middle? In? No. <laughs> is it the mom from? You jumped on that quick. From, from. All about Raymond. Am I anywhere close? No, no, you're not. But it is. Once you, oh, there we go. So once you see her, you would know who she was. She was in. Um, she was in a lot of things. Lot I'm bringing her up things. now. Oh. Richard Thomas of the Waltons. Whoa, hmm. in here. From It. He's one of the uh, the gaggle of friends in the, the original It. Oh, wow. I never saw uh, the original Wonder- It. Have you seen that? Uh, I've only seen, watched it in bits and pieces. One, This is one my sister loved. But that was like, you know, another made-for-TV movie. It's like four hours long or something crazy like that. I had John Ritter's in it. I do know that. Oh, your boy. My boy. That's cool. Uh, um, as always, looking forward to uh, watching that with you, Dale. It's going to be a great episode, I can tell already. Yeah. It's going to be one for the books. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Have a good week. And take it easy. Happy weekend.
from the crypt. <laughs> oh, if they'd only lived long enough to see me become a star. <laughs>